The following is a replay of a live show that aired Tuesday, November 28th at 5 o'clock p.m. The opinions expressed do not reflect the opinions of the University of Wisconsin-Madison or its Board of Regents. Thanks for listening, and please try to enjoy despite the fact that the music is way too loud. Hello all and welcome to another edition of After Further Review on WSRM 99.7 FM Madison. I'm Vincent Hesburgh and Alex, we have intro music. I do not believe it. I'm so impressed. I love it. I, I just want to give you a round of applause. Thank you so you, much. You picked this out and it's just beautiful. We should have used this for our show promo. I mean, that arguably also great music, but... Uh, just perfect way to start the show. Yeah, they. it's not they said it couldn't be done. They said it, frankly, should have been done a year ago, but I just didn't do it. But here we are, and I think we're injecting some life into a pretty uh, pretty subpar content. So good that we're going here. Now, as always, we'll start with Rate My Take, or the two of us bring our takes ahead of time. And we kind of agreed that you should probably go first, because we, we realized for the first time ever that we have similar takes. So I, I'm expecting some high grades, but just in terms of making a streamlined show, I think it's best that you go first in this one. I'll take it. I would have wanted to go first anyways with us sharing a topic. And uh, so for my Rate My Take, I'm, I'm going all the way back to my first take of this uh, new semester here, and I'm going to double down on it. Um, So that take was the expectation for Jordan Love and the Green Bay Packers is to at least be in playoff contention through their last game of the season. I'm going to step it up, and I think the expectation is for them to make the playoffs. I think they can sneak in. I think that... The, the odds are in their favor, the way they've been playing. I think they can do it. Um, this the season's been filled with ups and downs. Uh, I mean, we started off with a complete demolition of the Chicago Bears, giving us all just a, a great start to the season, signs of early hope and promise, uh, just quickly tampered down uh, with a string of unnecessarily close games and disheartening losses, uh, leading us to a 2-5 and five record, which is then when you came on and... Uh, gave the system uh, to give us all a a positive outlook on uh, the upcoming tanking that we we presumed would end the season. Uh, However, the Packers, uh, I mean, gladly did not listen to that segment, did not follow your instructions, um, and they've managed to pull off three wins in their last four games um, and somehow sit one game back from playoff contention. um, And the playoffs are, again, a a realistic uh, possibility and I think a, a good probability. Uh, so our remaining schedule is pretty favorable. We have one opponent who is currently above 500, Kansas City Chiefs, yeah. this upcoming week. Um, and the record for the the final six uh, our, our final six games, the combined record is 27 and 42, just below a, a 40% win percentage. So hopefully we should be able to sneak out ideally three, maybe four of those games that that pushes us to an eight nine win team right in that playoff fringe so we sh- we should stay to my original take in that in that window um but then when you look at the the schedules for the, the two teams who are currently in the playoffs uh it's a much harder uh competition uh the lions i mean they're they're dealing with josh dobbs as their quarterback i think that's or the vikings mean or the vikings yeah. yeah excuse me um they're they're dealing with josh dobbs as their quarterback i mean it, it's that's going to be a difficulty for them through the end of the season. Injuries and everything on their side. It looked good to start. I predicted that they would make the playoffs, but now after watching it for a couple of games, I just don't see that as any possible outcome for them. Uh, and then the Seahawks. I mean, they end their three uh, final games of the season are the Cowboys, 49ers, and Eagles. So that schedule, uh, 
it's it's hard to see them winning any of those games. I mean, those to me are the three best teams in the NFC. I mean, maybe some of them are are sitting uh, players at the end of the season if they lock up that one seed. But I mean, the race is still on between the 49ers and the Eagles. Um, I mean, their the final three game stretch the combined record is uh, 25 and seven. Uh, that is two less wins than our entire final six games. Uh, so odds are on our side there. Um, so I, I believe the spirit of your idea was correct that this is a team that would um, showed that they're probably not capable of winning a playoff game and it would be a miracle for them to win a Super Bowl. Um, and so in the long term, we should hope for the best possible playoff pick. But that's just not what this team is going to do. This is a team that's going to do the opposite of what we want them to do every step <laughs> of the way down the season. And so my final expectation is prepare for a bumpy ride uh, as we're going to stay alive through week 18. Yeah, so I, I kind of want to, you know, I'll give you a quick grade. I'll give you an eight. Uh, is it okay if I just go right away? Because yeah, I think it's good for elaborating. Yeah, so you mentioned my guide to cheering for the Packers. Uh, I think the GM tried to follow it, trading Rasul Douglas. Basically, I said, you know, at this point, we've got to cheer for young talent, good situation of football, and most importantly, cheer for the losses so we can get a good draft pick. Uh, I thought, what were my taglines? Play embarrassing for Marvin Harrison. If it gets bad enough, fade away for Drake May, depending on how Jordan Love does. But they have completely turned it around. You mentioned them being 3 of 4. Easily could have been 1 4 to 4 if not for that tragic loss to the Steelers. But I'll even take it a step further. Not only should we like be expected to hang around i think that we're just straight up going to make the playoffs here and i think there's a, a better probability uh than we think you talk about the schedule did a very good job with that but you know the new york times funny enough i don't get why it's the new york times but they have this full like analytic website that goes down the percentages of like a team making the playoffs i mean obviously it's not perfect no analytics are but this thing is pretty happy with the packers and they control their own destiny since they do play the Vikings right now they're five and six. Alex, what do you think their current chances at playoffs as a percentage? Uh, about fifty percent, exactly fifty. So I guess technically you were right I, on. I, I looked that up. I, oh, I, that's funny. Yeah. So you're on the same website as me? Uh, no, so I was looking at it based on uh, like gambling odds according. <laughs> well, so that's like the, a system of looking at it. It's like yeah. what Vegas predicted. Uh, so like the like money line or whatever. I, I don't fully understand how it works, but basically like we were. Our odds were much uh, larger. Like we, we were less likely uh, to make the playoffs going into that Vikings game. It was like an implied probability of like twenty-seven percent, and then after that, the odds dropped down, and now it's a, a, right about fifty percent. Yeah. So here's basically where it's at right now, because uh, you can basically select like the wins and losses and like alter the percentage. If they lose to the Chiefs. Uh, and they also lose to the Vikings, they still have an 85% chance of playoffs, it says. So that means that to make the playoffs, what we have to do is beat the Giants, the Buccaneers, the Panthers, and the Bears. I think that's very much doable. That being said, you're going to win some games that you shouldn't. You're going to lose some games that you shouldn't. Even if we go 3-3, three and three, that's and finished the year at eight and nine. It still gives us a fifty percent chance of getting in. So, with the way the Packers are playing right now, you talk about that in-game improvement. I feel like th- this is kind of the expectation now. You got to throw out the guy. That was my original take. Just ignore what I said before. I'm usually wrong. I really missed on this one. Forget about tanking. Inject the hope right into my veins. We're going to the playoffs. So, do you think uh, this is a team that can win a playoff game? Because I, I. Don't 
really see it happening. I mean, it depends on, on the matchup, and uh, you, you don't want to bet against them this early or, or pick against them this early. But, I mean, it looks like a team that can make the playoffs. You never know when they get there. But um, I'm just hoping we don't have, like, a, a miracle Giants run like they did last year and then completely fall off a cliff the year after. Yeah. Yeah, well, I mean, so if we play the 49ers – we're probably cooked just going off of the one. The Niners are way better than we are both. That's been displayed probably this year with the Niners dominance over everybody else. And then previous years, the Niners dominance, particularly over the Packers. But you look at their schedule. I believe they have the two seed right now. They still have to play the Eagles. Um, they have to play the Ravens and they have to finish the year uh, against the Rams who might be, that could be a spot for them. They could be competing right until the final gun. So there's a real chance that the lions still snag the two seed and at that point, if we get the seven seed and they had the two seed, let's go right back into Ford Field and give it to them again. So there's there's definitely a chance. I, we're not going to the Super Bowl, I, I, in my personal opinion, but I think that is you can reasonably get your hopes high right now. Yeah, I didn't know how far you were willing to go with throwing out the guide. So hundred percent gone, gone. Yeah, just all win every game. Don't like keep it close, but uh, you can't tank at this yeah. point. I mean, fifty percent chance of playoffs with this upcoming schedule. So go for it. How big of a disappointment do you think it would be if we missed the playoffs? Then oh well, I it would certainly stink. I'm still expecting us because that would be heartbreaking if we have to beat the Bears to make the playoffs and we don't. I mean, I got to listen to Evan Schmidt of the starting five, who's in the other room right now. I'm just staring daggers in him he's not even listening to the show so he's not looking back at me but it would just hurt so bad still though it would be a repeat of last year yes it would be an exact repeat you're right but you look at how young the team is still and the expectations given the context of the first couple weeks because you talk about well they're bad and they get a draft pick they can be good later but they can just be good right now so even if they make the they barely miss the playoffs or they barely squeak in and get murdered there isn't a big differential in my opinion of the long-term future of the squad I agree. Yeah. Awesome. The only way I, I think it could be a disappointment is if we lose out the season. As soon as we just change our expectations and they go right back in the other yeah. direction. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, uh, as for your rating, I would also I would give you a nine. I'm throwing out the guide. A hundred percent. I'm with you on that. I'll take it. So the basically, I'm not sure how to feel, actually, because you're basically saying that I was wrong before, and that's why... I well, I think them. I gave you like a, a slightly lower grade on that one because I wasn't a hundred percent willing to buy yeah. it because it was a tanking mentality. But and and now, I, I mean, you, there's always room for the the coming back. I was wrong. Hey, that I was wrong. That I was wrong. And, and tri- <laughs> yeah, the, triple the Skip back. Bayless yeah. soundbite. I love that. I was wrong about being wrong, <laughs> and that makes me right here on November twenty eighth. Although I'm just making a prediction. I'm not even right. I'm just hoping I'm right. And with that, we'll jump into, uh, what are we calling it? Uh, Badger Sports Update? I don't know. We'll come with a better name next week. And we'll start it off with football, baby. A season filled largely with disappointment, was injected with the surge of hope after Wisconsin football beat Minnesota 2014 to reclaim the axe. That's all I have written down. Just what a game. I mean, fulfilling uh, Joey's prediction on our show last week, uh, showing him who's the big brother. Excellent uh, way to end the regular season there, going to bowl season uh, by f- preventing uh, Minnesota from uh, being bowl eligible. And yeah, well, they might have still. The did they still squeak in? I don't. And I'm, I shouldn't be speculating when I don't know what I'm talking about. But sorry, go on. Um, but yeah, just a fantastic season for them, especially like there there was that hiccup uh, towards the end there, a couple uh, just disgusting performances. Uh, I mean. 
the Northwestern game, I think, was the absolute low of the season, and then just quickly turned right back around. Yeah, so real quick, uh, this is straight off of Google. It took until 1.25 a.m. Sunday, but the Gophers found out that they are going to a bowl game, even with a 5-7 and seven no. record. Hawaii's 27-24 victory over Colorado State on Matthew Shippey's 51-yard field goal as time expired in Honolulu pre- uh, prevented the Rams from reaching his six wins and reaching bowl eligibility. So P.J. Flex still gets his bowl game, unfortunately. Saved. Saved. Yeah. It was so funny on the broadcast. Uh, the announcer, Jeff Levering, who I actually, uh, well, he was announcing the Badger game yesterday, and I, I kind of bullied him or no, bothered him before the game. Super cool guy. But um, he, he was saying, like, yeah, you know, PJ Fleck does a ton of great work, like getting this team ready for the community. They do a ton of great stuff on the side. It's like, I'm sorry, but you're not going to get me to like PJ Fleck. No, nothing. You see. He could probably, like, run into a burning building and save a ton of people. I'd be like, yeah, well, he's still annoying in his press conferences. See, I was talking about this exact same feeling with. Whoever's the quarterback of the Minnesota Vikings. As soon as Kirk Cousins got hurt, you know, I'm like, you know what? I watched the quarterback documentary, the, the getting a little bit of to know him better. I'm like, oh man, I, I kind of like this guy now. Like now that I think he's going to be off that team, and and Josh Dobbs, a guy that I, I was a huge fan of uh, when he was on the Cardinals, just goes to the Vikings, and I'm immediately uh, more down on, on him than ever. Uh, and I, I think that's only because he is the Vikings quarterback in. Therefore, I, I feel as though I have to root against him. I have to dislike him. Same thing with a, a Minnesota head coach. I, there's no way you can like him. Yeah. It doesn't matter what they do. Yeah, shout out to my dad who uh, we were watching the Cowboys game a couple weeks ago. He's like, oh, yeah, Dak Prescott goes down. I was like, well, what do you have against Dak Prescott? He's like, well, he's a cool guy, but Cowboys quarterback. I, like, yeah, I guess that's really all the evidence you need. Uh, quick note before we jump ahead. really stinks that Braylon Allen, though, is declaring for the draft. What do you think about players not playing that bowl game and going straight to the Jeff? Because I see both sides. I understand uh, wanting to prevent the injury. I mean, I, I think it does kind of tarnish your legacy with the fans. I mean, as college fans, you want to see them play their full college career, play in all those bowl games, and then uh, just do all they can for the school. I mean, um, I know everyone's still going to support him. Hope he's a great draft pick, great NFL player. But um, to me, it, it just hurts a little bit that he didn't want to finish yeah. the season with us. Um, I, I still support. I, I understand the move. I mean, you're holding out for ideally millions and millions of dollars that uh, a fluke injury could change. But it's also one game. I mean, you could just ask to have reduced minutes or, or put on a snap count or something like that, but I would have preferred to see him finish out the season with us. Yeah, me too. But the bowl games, they're played in just about January. or No, not January. They're not for a couple weeks, basically. Mm-hmm. I've got to wait till the Iowa gets pummeled by uh, Michigan. But I, I kind of understand, like, you could be getting ready to go pro, but instead you're just kind of, you know, kind of coasting through classes, going to practice for another extra couple weeks just to get ready for one game. But still, I mean, it. oh, gosh, it, it, it definitely hurts us. Still, he went out on top for sure. Really was team MVP in that game. Yeah, I mean, I know, like, the, uh, my most memorable thing of, like, players talking about this after the fact is, like, Christian McCaffrey talking about him not playing a bowl game at Stanford and people giving him a hard time. It's like, oh, what do you have to say for the kids that wanted to watch you play in that game? And he's like, I'm sorry, I'd go back and play it if I can, but like now look at like, look what happened. And it's not because he didn't play in the bowl game, but he's like, I didn't want to risk this for one more game of college. So like, yeah. it makes sense. But at the end of the day, like I, I still like as a fan, I would have wanted to see him play. Yeah, definitely very tough. I, I you know, I, my, my grandpa always made the argument that's like, well, just if you're a senior and you're not doing that 
or and you're declaring for the draft, like just finish out your education. And I, I believe they should definitely finish out their education, but those credits stay. I mean, they can always get their millions and millions of dollars or extra dollars that they would have get compared to if they declare to the draft and get hurt even if they still get drafted a lower mark. So you get the extra money in your bank account. That'll pay for you to go back and get your education if need be, I feel like. And I feel like these bowl games, I mean, it's a chance for you to show, like, why you should be drafted. I mean, you go out and have an excellent performance in one of those games. It's it's pretty memorable. I mean, yeah. it's going to be on a lot of TVs, probably more so than a, a, a normal regular season game. So I, I would have thought it would have been more of an opportunity and I wish more players would see it like that but I, again understand both sides of the, the long-term risks yeah I'm doing a lot of sticking up for players to do that even though I disagree with them doing it but yeah I, I see both sides but boy it would have been real great to see Braylon Allen that bowl game that being said what a career happy trails and I'm, I can't wait to see the picture of him and Jonathan Taylor uh, hanging out after the game. And with that, we'll jump to basketball. Fresh off winning the Fort Myers tip-off, the Wisconsin men's basketball team returned home and pummeled the Western Illinois Leathernecks 71-49. The win uh, moved Wisconsin to 5-2 and two and served as a tune-up opportunity for a squad about to play perhaps the game of the year this Saturday at home against in-state rival Marquette. Uh, it looks like Marquette had a tune-up game of their own. Uh, they played tonight at uh, 8 o'clock. They are favored by 32 points Mind you, this game is on FS1, nationally televised, favored by 32 points against the Southern Jaguars. They're just Southern. Just Southern? Just Southern. Mm. Alex, we're Southern. Oh, wow. Um, I mean, according to some NHL broadcasters, Colorado is Southern. Um, <laughs> I, I, I don't It's impossible to guess. I mean, they could just that could be literally any state, and they're just the Southern part of the state, and they call themselves Southern. I'll give I, you I'm a hint. I'm going to go Georgia. Very close, Louisiana. It is in Baton Rouge. I don't want to roast the university. I do actually look at them and do a ton of really cool stuff. I will say, though, I know they're not listening, but they really got to fix their, um, like, when you look up Southern University, the first result that shows up for images is literally just an empty parking lot next to one of the buildings. I mean, they got some cool buildings there. They got to show that stuff off. Manage the the brand a little bit. Yeah, better social media presence, a little more online. Uh, I think they could start with a name change. Southern, I don't yeah, know about it's that. almost kind of cocky if I'm yeah. being honest. I mean, they are just the they represent everything that's Southern. Just <laughs> anyone that feels like they're Southern, that that's a school for you, I guess. Well, on one hand, it's almost kind of tragic though, because it's like Southern Georgia's already taken or yeah. Southern Louisiana, so it's like they they, they have no name. <laughs> they just got to be Southern. That sounds like one of those like uh, made-up schools that they'd put in like Dr. Pepperville or whatever. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> oh gosh, that, that's spot on, honestly. Yeah, but good luck to Southern. In all seriousness, uh, it's not looking good against Marquette. That'd make it so much sweeter if they get to win. We'll quick jump to women's basketball as I try and navigate my document. Uh, women's team ended a two-game skid and moved to four and two after taking down Boston College eighty-two to seventy-two in the Fort Myers tip-off third-place game. Uh, I believe they lost the first one narrowly to Arkansas, but they play Northern Illinois tomorrow night and Butler this Sunday. And I want to take a, I know this we're always as always way over time, but I want to quick give a shout out to this team because they lost three of their first of their uh, their top four scores this year. Um, they only ra- had 11 wins last year. It was really disappointing. And basically just through four out of five starters being underclassmen, they're still off to an incredible start, and they're beating really good teams competing as well. So I quietly think that this might be 
Again, argument can be made that in terms of the expectations and the result, this is probably the most overperforming team in Wisconsin this year. Wow. I know this is one of your favorite teams to watch. Dude. Yeah, I'm very out biased. Of, yeah, out of the whole athletics uh, here at Madison. But, yeah, I mean, well, how high would you have set the expectation going into the season? I mean, you, you follow them a lot. Uh, yeah, I thought I maybe some internal – because they won uh, four of the last five conference games. I believe they took down 12-ranked uh, Michigan to end the year. But – they had 11 wins. They lose a ton of solid players. I thought it'd be just about 11-ish wins again this year. Now, a lot of season left. Maybe they uh, go on a bit of a skid, but really encouraging stuff so far. And with that, you want to jump into hockey real quick? Yeah, so uh, women's team uh, didn't play over our uh, Thanksgiving break, but uh, the men's team uh, suffered their first home loss of the season, uh, falling one nothing against Alaska Anchorage last Friday. Uh, in the game, they outshot the Sea Wolves by 20, uh, just but just were unable to find the back of the net. Uh, Saturday night uh, was a different story, a huge bat- bounce-back win for the Badgers as they split the series with a dominant 5 nothing victory. And, Alex, this really makes you think, what's a Seawolf? I was gonna want. I was gonna bring this up. The the Leathernecks and the Seawolves. Yeah. I mean, some of the, like I, I, we've already done too much content about uh, schools and mascot names for for one show. But I mean, come on. There's more things. There's real things out there that that uh, frightening animals and stuff that that you could choose. But yeah, I think that um, I could be wrong. But I'm pretty sure uh, Scotland like picked or Switzerland maybe they, a company or not a company a country that was under uh, England or the United Kingdom used the unicorn as their like mascot for a bit because I guess it was like a dig at England because they say like they can beat like all real whatevers and so they picked the unicorn which is not real as like a dig at them so I'm kind of cool with these unique mascots I mean we're, we're a badger I think badger's pretty cool again biased but which would you <laughs> rather be a badger or a leatherneck well, okay yeah I'd, I'd rather be a badger but I have a feeling that if we were Alaska Anchorage and we had the sea wolves I mean that sounds it we'd probably we'd be cool. really hyped. It's a wolf subspecies found in the Vancouver coastal islands. Oh, so it is a real animal. I thought that was made up. I was thinking of like... You thought a, it was like a... Yeah. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, like uh, an anamorphic what's visual? The, like the fish from uh, SpongeBob. Like the, the, oh. like you have to draw a circle to keep it out. Like the, that thing. Oh, that's my goodness. That's what I was imagining. <laughs> uh, that, that's so funny. You're talking about like the... I, I, I can't yeah. believe I'm forgetting the name of the... Sandy. Right? The squirrel with the... No. Oh. Uh, this is a sports show. Uh, just it, it's wondering. literally just like the, the dogfish from, from Spongebob. I'm pulling up a picture of it for you. And with that... Yeah, maybe we, we keep the sports going. Yeah, this is an audio medium. Uh, sure enough, <laughs> I wish we could put that picture over the air, but unfortunately we, can, we cannot... Because we're a radio, <laughs> but finally, great content right yes, here. Let's go back to sports. Uh, the the volleyball team uh, capped off a, or put an exclamation point on an up and down season with a sweep over Nebraska. You know, Alex, uh, th- that was just so nice to watch because I really felt like that this Wisconsin team was gonna be one that wasn't as good as we thought. But just seeing them not just take down Nebraska, but sweep them in a game where they didn't really have anything to play for that. That's that was pretty sweet, wasn't it? Oh yeah. Uh, I mean, I, right before the game, I, I gave my mom like a little notice of like, oh yeah, like volleyball team playing the number one team in the nation. I mean, we got we got to win this one. And then uh, I was like, 
kind of like watching like the the game cast on my phone and like set it down for a second and went back and the game was already over so i, I mean that <laughs> shows how impressive the win was i think yeah definitely uh you know they're not they didn't win the big 10 but the next best thing you can do is claim a one seed in the national tournament which they did so to an extent mission accomplished for the badgers and with that we probably take it to break here. Uh, don't go anywhere. We will be right back with our laundry list, and we're going to talk a little bit about Jordan Love and make our NFL playoff picks as I play the bumper. Oh, yeah. I'm still here. I'm just so proud of that. Hey, Jay, what are you doing? I'm going to walk. But, Jay, the light is red. What if there's a car? You know I don't believe in cars. I'm going to walk. Jay, please. I'm doing it. (gasps) He really put the L in walk. Let's not be like our ex-friend Jay. It's well known that Wisconsin ranks 46 in the country for jaywalking-related accidents. And with your participation, we could be 47th. Here are some tips to help you obey pedestrian traffic laws. Often find yourself restless at a red light? Carry around a fidget toy or a snack. Look left and right, then left again. Repeat as necessary. Hold hands while crossing the street. If still inclined to break the law, ask a friend to restrain you. Remember, you You can't can't walk walk if you're hit by a car. Wise words from a wise man. Welcome back to After Further Review on WSWM 91.7 FM Madison. I'm Vincent Hesbrook here with Alex Schuster, and we'll dive right into our laundry list here. Alex, you want to go first? Uh, yeah, I'll speed through mine here. Uh, Formula One is finally over. Max Verstappen, <laughs> 19 races out of uh, 22 or 21. I, I can't even remember. They're expanding it to more in the future, and I'm sure he'll win all of them. Uh, the one, the new ones they add of as well. Um, but yeah, just finally over. Got a nice break uh, through March, and uh, I, I mean, part of this is because after the race, almost every single driver said they're glad the season was done. Um, I mean, it, it, I, I feel like it was one of the most entertaining seasons I've watched so far. I mean, I've only watched like four years of it now, but at the same time, it, it, it like the most competitive I've seen it outside of first place, which unfortunately, that, that's kind of what you want. The competition to be around but uh also getting to watch a dominant uh driver the entire season i, I mean I, I was still impressed with the entire season i'm still a fan of it even yeah though some people are, are, are very critical of how dominant and therefore boring it was but most of our f1 content based off of how terrible it is yeah i mean that it's terribly great i would say like yeah that's just the best way to put it so uh, bad it's good another one uh Panthers fire Frank Reich. Um, I just think it's funny that he got fired back to back seasons, the first coach uh, ever to do so. So, um, yeah, just did not work out in Indianapolis and then again in uh, Carolina. So, yeah, he was a really on. good coach in Indianapolis, if I'm not wrong. He led him to the playoffs. They almost beat the Bills, I think, with Phillip Rivers. Just, yeah, and then things went a little bit sideways uh yeah. last season moved off of him and uh i mean it, it seemed like this was more of just an impatient owner than anything else um yeah, worst owner in football feeling the pressure from cj stroud performing uh hearing the media talking like oh you guys could have had this guy and 
now you just don't have a first round pick next year. Like, look what happened. And apparently the solution is to fire the head coach, which I don't know how that's going to work out, but uh, we'll see. Well, did you see that the Panthers owner, David Tepper, admitted that the team wanted to trade to the number two spots and knew the Texans would take Bryce Young because they like C.J. Stroud more, but he made them take Bryce Young. Like, it's one of those things where it's stupid on its own, but why would you say that out loud? Yeah, I, I don't know. I mean, he's just I, – I almost thought it would be like, oh, like, look at this. Like, we we could have done the right thing. We thought about it, but then it, it he doesn't realize that it makes you look even worse knowing that, that you thought – to do the right thing and then still did the wrong thing. Yeah, I mean, he's this guy's a billionaire, successful businessman. You gotta, and this is like the basics almost. I, I know nothing about business. I couldn't even manage my own lemonade stand, but gotta be better than that. Uh, you got one more on the bottom here. It's a pretty oh, good yeah. one. Uh, Bucks getting uh, three 30 point scorers for the first time ever uh, against the Washington Wizards. Um, just a, a very high scoring game. Brooke Lopez, uh, just shy of getting. Uh, 40 points, um, but Damian Lillard, Giannis, and and Brooke Lopez, uh, the trio that that finally got us to 30 points for each of them, which I'm surprised this never happened with uh, Chris and Drew. I I thought it would have happened at least once, but um, I I was pretty surprised to learn that. Yeah, uh, kind of to piggyback off of that, uh, Bucks had themselves a 26-point comeback against the Trailblazers, where Dame Lillard did not shoot well, took a ton of free throws, managed 31 points, and Giannis had the game-winning play on both ends with a tip-in uh, to give him the game-winning bucket, and then also a block on the other end to secure it. But, you know, you look at both of those games uh, against the Wizards, that game was much closer than it should have been. Figures, I think Dame got his 30 because... They need free throws at the end, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so then you look at this where they need 26-point comeback to beat the Trailblazers. Is there cause for concern here? I would say yes. Um, I mean, it's not exactly the dominance uh, you would have expected bringing uh, one of the best point guards in with one of the best big men in the league, but still early enough in the season that, I mean, there's there's time to iron some of these things out, um, but... At the same time, a, a win is a win, and winning the close games, uh, it can be like some of the most important things as long as you continue to do so. Uh, once these turn the other way, it, it turns into a string of losses, close losses, or even blowout losses. That's when uh, I think things get a little more frightening. Uh, we're still towards the top of the Eastern Conference. so um, Yeah, game out of first, I believe. Yeah. So and I'm not too concerned yet, but uh, I things are not panning out exactly how I would have expected when you trade for Damian Yeah, Lillard. Yeah, quick stat. Uh, only three teams have had a one-point win and a two-point win. The Bucks have had a 1.2 point, 3 point, 4 point, 5 point, 6 point, 7 point, 8 point, and 9 point win so far this year. So they're squeaking them out, but win's a win. Uh, you know, you t- talk about, you know, maybe a little bit of concerns. Could be a lot worse. Could be the Clippers. Uh, I just wrote down the Clippers are cooked. They... <laughs> I don't even know what to say. They allowed DeAndre Jordan and Reggie Jackson to combine for 56 points. Reggie Jackson stacked up 35 points with, thir- with 13 assists, and DeAndre Jordan tacked on 13 rebounds. I mean, they looked like Kobe and Shaq in that game. So, And it, was, it wasn't just that they lost to the Nuggets without Jokic and Jamal Murray and Aaron Gordon, although that's definitely part of it, but the fact that they were outscored 36-16 to 16 in the fourth quarter. I, I just uh, is it over for LA? I think so. I mean, 
Is was that game worse than LeBron's forty-four uh, point loss, the worst of his career? <sighs> also, got to throw that out there. While we're yeah. talking about bad LA basketball teams. Yeah, both very <laughs> bad. Um, I'd say the Clippers one's worse, just because sometimes like your team is, you know, you, you go down, you just kind of wave the white flag and you just get pummeled. But this was like the Clippers were trying actively, and they still couldn't do it. Yeah, I mean. This is like kind of what everyone's been saying would happen uh, leading in uh, to this season. Like the, the the there's only one basketball, and trading for a bunch of ball dominant superstars uh, doesn't seem to be the answer. And uh, they just keep doubling down and grabbing another one uh, every year. And I mean, last year injuries uh, were a big factor and. Not having success, especially with yeah. Kawhi Leonard, but I, I, this year I think it's maybe a lot of chemistry issues uh, yeah. keeping them out of the playoffs. I, I don't think they're a playoff team. Yeah, I mean, last year the problem, well, not a playoff team, that's pretty gutsy, but at this rate, you may be right, but last year the problem was injuries. This year the problem is they're a bad basketball team, which not looking good right now, and I know there's a lot of people, myself included, who are kind of feasting off of this because I, I just don't like James Harden. And with that, we'll jump to our next segment. Uh, Jordan Love, you know, we weren't very sure about him after some games. It kind of went from, like, highest to highs to lowest of lows, and now we're back to the even higher highest of highs, if that's even a phrase that makes sense. So we just want to talk about what the future looks like at the quarterback position for the Packers. Because, Alex, let's just say that Jordan Love plays average of football, and they just missed the playoffs. You still gotta keep it going with him, right? Yeah, no. I mean, I think the only way you could not bring him back next year is if he had about two plus interceptions in every single game and zero touchdowns to end the <laughs> season. Um, I think he's shown enough throughout the year that I mean, despite we have a pretty bad offensive line, a lot of young but uh, seemingly talented skill position players, and. I mean, this is a situation that's not easy to succeed in, and he's shown the ability to do so. I mean, the, the Thanksgiving game was probably the biggest of his career. I mean, at least the way I, the hype around the game, I mean, built up. They were expected to just be blown out by the Lions, and he completely reversed it on them and uh, showed promise. I, I think that was enough to earn him a starting spot combined with his performances uh, building up to this during the season. And I, I think he's a, a starting caliber quarterback in the NFL. I don't think he's anywhere near above average, but at the same time, he is still a starter in the NFL. In terms of passing touchdowns, Love has the seventh most in the league with 19, tied with Brock Purdy and C.J. Stroud. Um yeah, I, I feel like, you know, it's clear you got he deserves another chance. He certainly earned it. And I say another chance, like he squandered his first one. He's been playing excellent, certainly as of late. But this is where the big question comes in. Do you extend him after this year? Well, I thought they already had an extension worked out for him after, like, going into this yeah, season. Yeah, but I believe they can offer him. Oh, yeah. Just what, basically, I, what, what, what kind of money no. would you give him right now? I would say you, you leave him, like, on the deal that he's, he's currently on. Um, if you want to offer an extension you could but i would wait i i i'm against playing paying a quarterback too early i think that was kind of a daniel jones situation they just decided they had to lock someone up they weren't even really that confident that he could be the guy and they just did it anyways i think that's the wrong move i think it's more beneficial to be patient um just because you see opportunities to trade for quarterbacks uh pretty frequently in this league and and 
drafting them. I mean, it seems like every single year there's five highly touted guys and maybe only one of them works out but at least for the start of that season you can hype yourself up and say we have a guy for the season uh, there's always the opportunity to do that in the draft so I, I think you be patient with them still um, like keep their eyes on the draft if the right prospect is available I wouldn't be opposed to kind of keeping this trend going of drafting the successor wow well he's still <sighs> around um, I don't know if you do it this year or you wait until next year to do so but uh, I mean it, it has seemed to worked out so far. Uh, Jordan loves. I, I mean, if you swap him with Brock Purdy or Tua, like, do you think he puts up the same or better numbers compared to either one of those guys? What you mean if they're all in the same system? Yeah, if you if you put Jordan Love in either one of those systems, that Dolphin system or the Forty Nine er system, I think it goes uh, Tua Love or no, Tua Big Drop. Very small gap. I put Brock Purdy just ahead of Jordan Love because of the accuracy. I would agree with that. I, I'm close to arguing that Brock Purdy might like be a better fit than Tua in that system as well. Oh, get out but, of here! I mean, if if you think about it, the running ability is a little bit more. I mean, I, I think he does do a little bit more for the offense compared to Tua. I, it's <laughs> like, it, I mean, it, 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 I understand it's a hot take, but at, at the same time, I, I kind of think it's the case. I think Jordan Love would be a a slight step up. I mean, be able to put up similar numbers, if not the same, in that Dolphins offense. To Tua. Well, yeah, because you just have Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. I mean, that's basically yeah. what the stats are coming from. So I, I think like if you look at the situation, if you put Tua in the Green Bay Packers offense, I, I think we would not be a playoff team. Tua with 22 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, has 104 passer rating. Jordan Love, 19 touchdowns, 10 interceptions, 87 passer rating, mostly due to a lower completion percentage. But, I mean, I, I guess I see what you're saying. I just disagree with it. But let's just say that we go through next year and you wind up in a Daniel Jones situation. Where he he kind of puts up similar-ish numbers. Maybe he gets a little better. Let's just say, throw it out there, 28 touchdowns and 14 interceptions or 13 you got to give him the bag at that point. But it's a matter of, do you want to give him that $40 million, or would you franchise tag him See, at that point? I would argue that that there's going to be a, a huge difference for quarterbacks, where, like, there's the stars and then there's the everyone else's, where, like, you're either throwing close to 50 touchdowns a year, and that's how you get the bag, and then you're everyone else who's throwing, like, less than 30 yeah. a year. And if, if you're in that pool, I think teams are going to realize you, you treat those guys like a running back, give them short-term, small-money deals just to keep them around. And then if you get the guy that's capable of, like a Lamar Jackson, Justin Herbert, these guys that are able to throw like for close to 5,000 yards, close to 40-plus touchdowns, that's when you, you lock that guy up. I, I don't think you, you offer him that big of a deal until you get in that situation because otherwise it's going to end up being a handicap for you in the long run. Yeah, I am a little scared of the future of quarterback contracts because we've basically seen at the point where just whoever's in line, no matter how good you are, you wind up being the highest paid because, you know, Justin Herbert, he's not, you can argue, yeah, he deserves $50 million, but he doesn't, you wouldn't say he's the best quarterback in the league. And then you look at Daniel Jones, Kyler Murray, and even, I guess, Deshaun Watson, who are guys who are middle of the road, but they still get such a big bag that I'm worried that, let's say that we give Jordan Love that money, then all of a sudden he kind of stays as this guy and then we're stuck. Is that a possibility, you think? Or am I think I... it's a, po a definite possibility if we give him the money, but I would hope that the, the Packers front office is smart enough to not fall into that trap and, and kind of look to be... I mean, Kirk Cousins was the first guy to set the trend going in the way to paying the quarterbacks yeah, you're right. ridiculous amounts of money. I hope the Green Bay Packers can be 
the, the Kirk Cousins of sending that in the other direction and kind of just say, here, you either take a team-friendly deal or we move off of you. <laughs> I would be all right with Bully that. Bully Jordan yeah. Love. Yeah, you yeah. back a quarterback's a privilege, I guess. At some point, you have to do that. I mean, just for like being able to build a team around the rest of your quarterback, I think that's like one of the most underrated things in the NFL right now. I mean, you, you want the star receiver, you want the star quarterback, but everyone else is just as important to some degree. Like, you need the defensive end and the, the defensive line. All these guys have to be stars and talented players like you need those guys mixed in all across the field it helps a lot when it's at certain positions but to some extent you can pull a 49ers and pay all the positions around that guy and then just have a a slightly lower contract for your quarterback and yeah hopefully it's a guy that realizes hey i'm gonna be better off for all these other guys getting money and staying on this team yeah, I, I understand your point. It would certainly be sad to see the Packers kind of finagle or play hardball with Jordan Love because he seems like such a cool dude, and he's really been an absolute leader for the squad. But if you wind up giving people what you think they deserve, you wind up with the Cowboys. where You're cutting Jalen Smith, and Demarcus Lawrence is on a bad deal, and Ezekiel Elliott gets six years. So, yeah, I understand what you're saying. I'm I mean, there's excited a to see the future. They, they get a bad rap for being like a business, but that's what it is at the yeah. end of the day, and you have to treat it as such. I mean... It, the I, the reason the Patriots were so successful for that super long run was partially because Tom Brady was Tom Brady, but then he also had team friendly deals and they were able yeah, to have right. guys around him. So like I think that is still the right avenue to take, and team first would be the way to go. Yeah, I I, I hate to say it, but I agree with you. <laughs> and with that, why don't we jump into our final segment here? Uh, so, you know, we talk about the teams that are the most watched. Actually, you want to explain this one? Because we had a nice conversation about uh, NBA uh, Game Pass the other day. Oh, so uh, there's, like, certain teams where you can uh, – you, you get your league pass where you can watch uh, every game of your team uh, on, like, whatever, the NBA app or something like that. And when you get that, there's, like, certain subscriptions you can get for other teams. And some sportscasters will talk about, like, oh, I think this is a league pass team. Like, this is a team that I want to be able to watch their games for for the entire season. We're going to do the opposite of that. We're going <laughs> to we're gonna tell you the least watchable teams, the anti-league pass, uh, the get-this-off-my-cable-subscription team, you-couldn't-pay-me-to-watch-them teams uh, level of, like, the only time I would take this is if it's the only game on in the middle of summer and dead silent sports time. And even then, it wouldn't even be that good of a game. Yeah. So you want to start with NBA here? Uh, yeah. We're going to do NBA and NFL. Uh, we just have our bottom three squads. You want to go in reverse order. order? Yeah. You want to give us your third? So my my third, I had the Wizards. The Wizards I, are not on my list, but go on. Okay. So, I, I mean, they are able to put up stats, but... The whole Jordan Poole and his nonchalant attitude and everything like that, it's entertaining for a social media clip, but then watching it on a game, it like it's almost so bad that it, it makes you upset. We're like you're like, how can this guy like think he's that good? Like Tyrese Halliburton is what Jordan Poole thinks he is. And <laughs> Jordan Poole is just not that guy. And so I personally just don't want to watch that that team or him play. I I'm good leaving that off to the side. I, I think they're going to be one of the worst teams in the NBA, and I'd prefer not to watch them. Did, did you see the clip of Azur Thompson? Or uh, No, so Jordan Poole snapped Cade Cunningham the other day, an excellent move. Then he kind of like froze. I'm not sure if he was trying to uh, like taunt. I don't think he tried to taunt. I think he just kind of like 
panicked a little bit. Then he tried to lean in for a floater, and he's wide open. Instead, he leans in and gets it absolutely swatted into the seats by one of the Thompson twins. But it's but so the reason why I don't have the Wizards on there is because I think it's funny how bad they are. Um, but I understand your point. Yeah, I mean, there, there's a fine line between funny bad and uh, this makes me disappointed in you bad. And I, I think they're creeping to the disappointed level. It's like the Deontay Johnson just, like, walking when there's oh, a fumble gosh. next to him. Like, that I don't want to see ever. It's just disappointing. Yeah, don't, don't get me started on that when I can <laughs> fill another 20 minutes. But, yeah, I see your point. My third, I put the Bulls. Um, I think they're going to blow it up here. They're going to be even more unwatchable. But even just right now, DeMar DeRozan is really fun, but he's not shooting very well. And seeing Zach Levine walk off the court early after they won, there's just they're not a very protagonist-y team. Like they're, even if they're a bad team, you can still be lovable. I'm going to love the Brewers next year, even if they're really terrible. I might actually love them more if they're terrible. But um, the, the Bulls just don't give me that. They're, they're just the, the fact that the the team is so willing to pedal out mediocre rosters, but still be have good attendance and just be like, well, I guess we'll just keep doing this or making money. Kind of hurts to watch. Did you have the Bulls on your list? I had them as an honorable mention. Okay, uh, they are who I put. They were my third team as well. I, I swapped the the Wizards in there last second because I was looking, and there's enough stars that I kind of like on the Bulls that I might give them a watch at the end yeah. of the season if they start turning things things around, which. Don't expect to have happen. I, I think they are a, a big selling uh, candidate as we get into like the winter, Christmas time in the season and get random players are on the move. I think that'll be a, a completely different team by the end of the season. Yeah, um, it could come sooner rather than later. I mean, they're the 13th right, seed right now in the East. They're five and 13. Not a good start. Well, who's your number two here? Uh, my number two was the Utah Jazz. Another team. I'm, you could see them pulling off a couple wins, but when you look at their roster, there's just a shocking absence of name recogni- <laughs> name recognition. Uh, they have a few bigger names on their team, but to me, like the NBA is a star-driven league, and this is a team that doesn't have a single star, at least one that I care about, so they are number two on my list. Yeah, I didn't have them on there, uh, but they're pretty close to the bottom for me. Uh, Laurie Marketing is really fun, and I like kind of the young talent on the team. But, yeah, I mean, we, we like Jordan Clarkson, although he's not shooting very well. And then John Collins, I forgot he was on the team. Walker Kessler is fun, but, yeah, I, I see why you put that <laughs> on there. Um, my, my number two, I put the Grizzlies. Uh, I guess I kind of regret that now. I might actually move the Wizards at number three spot because John Morant is fun to watch despite his problems. But the current I, – I actually forgot about John Morant. I can't believe I just did that. Well, but The current version I had as the bottom, that was my, like, asterisk. Is like if John Morant just never came back to this team, that's where they are. That's how yeah. bad they are. But since he will come back in, what is it, like 10 games or so? Uh, I think you're right. But, I mean, right now I, I love Steven Adams, so him being hurt stinks. Desmond Bain's solid, but he just – he's really had deadly efficiency last year. Shot 408 from deep last year. This year it's down to 359. So it's, they're just not a, a fun squad, and they lose games. You're going to be bad and be fun, but this is – it's almost it, – because you can just tell that there's some stuff bubbling up there behind the scenes. And I still have that disdain from watching them, like the, the cocky – the Desmond uh, – or not the, the – Brooks, yeah, kind of Dylan though, Brooks. Yeah, yeah. E- even though Dylan Brooks isn't on the team, I, I still have that. Yeah, and they really the scapegoated him too. Yeah. He made that point because I, because yeah, he's a he's a fiery guy, but 
the entire team was kind of like that to an extent. Not everybody, but it was more than just Brooks. So I think that them publicly releasing, like, yeah, we're not going to bring him back. I think that they really were trying to say to our fans, like, yeah, we agree, this guy was the problem. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> that, that's really what it was. It was like, <laughs> just try to pass the blame off to the guy next year. It's like, I mean, the entire organization stinks, and they were like trying to point to the dog and say he farted. <laughs> 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 really good analogy. I'm gonna guess we have the same number one. We'll go on three. One, two, three. Pistons. Oh, I didn't have. I so I had them as oh, an honorable mention because what? the stars, the the talent, what the stars? young guys on the team, the <sighs> Kate Cunningham, the Thompsons. See, the, the fact that they were the ones making the plays in that uh, Jordan Poole clip took them off my list. <laughs> I I bumped the the Grizzlies down. They they completely moved them back. They're wow. in the honorable mention. Uh, just ahead of the Bulls and uh, the Blazers I had right after that. But I, I have the Pistons is just offside the list. I think they are slightly interesting enough where, like, if you watch your team play them, I would be like, oh, yeah, I mean, Cade Cunningham, number one overall pick. Let's see, what, like, is this guy, like, still pretty good, but the, yeah. the team sucks? And I, I don't know. They have young, somewhat interesting players. I think that's a weird personal one for me that I do kind of find them interesting, but they – uh, again, not not making the best uh, production quality for overall game. <laughs> so who's your number one then? Uh, I had the Grizzlies as my number okay, one. Okay, all right. And, and that, well, that was the asterisk of, like, yeah. it's right now. As soon as Ja comes back, they immediately fall off that list. But based on the, my my current standing, I, I'm fine with that. Yeah, and we'll quick uh, jump to the NFL here in our final couple minutes. So my third spot, I put the Jets. Um, I, I, you can honestly make a case for them as number one just because their defense is fun to watch. It saved them. But, my goodness, the amount of primetime games they get, partnering with the poor quality that they're putting on the field, hurts to watch. Yeah, I had them. So, it's kind of a toss-up between them and the Cardinals where Kyler Murray makes things interesting. But yeah. I, I think those are going to be two teams that, like, randomly have interesting interesting things happen throughout the game. But, again, you don't want to watch the entire game. You can see <laughs> the, the one crazy, like, how did this happen play the random chuck it up 102 yard interception return and all those sort of things but the rest of the game there's no need to watch it yeah um number two spot put the bears who was your number three you put oh i had the cardinals okay it, it was a toss-up it was kind of like yeah. three four jets and cardinals I both see. of those i don't want to watch yeah i put the bears at two uh yesterday was just so bad to watch <laughs> see it's i have bears as honorable mention because i want to watch them win games like that you're right so their playoff position keeps falling and yes worst pick so they're in my honorable mention because I, there's a storyline worth yeah, monitoring exactly okay um my number two i had uh the patriots just oh I totally totally yeah. terrible i mean they are even worse to watch than the bears and there's no storyline with them i mean the the Bill Belichick getting fired, I could care less about that. I mean, it's <laughs> just whatever. Get them just, all yeah, screen. exactly. Yeah. And this one, I think we do have the same one. So on three, one, two, three, Panthers. Yeah. Yep. It's, it's bad. <laughs> That's oh, just, gosh. You don't even have to say anything. They have what, one win, and yep. it somehow came against the Texans. Like, Yeah, I saw an interesting point. That's actually pretty funny they beat the Texans. <laughs> but who are they going to get as a head coach next year? They don't have a number one pick. They're a meddling owner. State of flux right now. This is their this star is defensive news. players about to just walk away for nothing basically because they can't get him to sign a contract. Yeah. Oh gosh. You're talking about uh, Burns. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Brian Burns. Yeah. It's complete mess. <laughs> and that sounds like a, a pretty yeah. Panthers are a mess. Really, some uh, intuitive 
thoughts to end the show on. As it looks like that will do it for after further review as I play the music. There we go. Yes, I feel so proud of myself. After further review, on a Tuesday, I'm Vincent Hesburgh with Alex Schuster. Have a great rest of your day. Thank you all for listening.